Hello and welcome to the iFeatures podcast. Last year, the series followed the journeys of 12 filmmaking teams from across the UK as they developed their screenplays and got their projects ready for the big screen. The great news is that a number of them are now ready to go into production. We'll keep you posted, of course, with updates on these films in the coming months. In the meantime, we are back with a brand new series of the podcast. This year will be a little bit different as we have a new theme focusing on stories about place. We have a brand new round of iFeatures projects that are just beginning their development journeys and we'll be hearing from those teams as well as many from previous rounds of the programme all about their films and how the places they are either set or filmed in contribute to the stories they are telling. There are so many incredible films representing regions all over the UK. So pack your bags because our first stop is Bristol, the birthplace of eye features. It has to be shot here really. He lived here for most of his life. He started the band here and Bristol was a very creative and eclectic place for music. When there's a real sort of specificity to a sense of place, um, to a location as a character, I think it really enriches a cinematic world, you know. It's nice, I get like nice vibes from here. Back at the end of 2009, the original iFeatures was set up by Southwest Screen, predecessor agency to Creative England, to support micro, low-budget filmmakers and to forge a stronger, more confident on-screen identity for the English regions. That first year focused specifically on Bristol. At that time, many other UK cities had films that had really defined their city on film. Think of The Full Monty in Sheffield, Get Carter in Newcastle, Trainspotting in Edinburgh. Bristol and the South West had a wealth of talent from TV and shorts, as well as the hugely successful animation house Ardman Studios. But the region wasn't really being showcased in cinemas in the same iconic way these other cities had been. And so the iFeatures programme was created to give this talent a springboard to help showcase the very best of what Bristol had to offer on the big screen. And since then, iFeatures has broadened out to cover the entire UK and for a decade has been representing a plethora of regions and telling some incredible stories that really could only have been told in these places. This year sees iFeatures return for its sixth iteration of the programme. The 12 filmmaking teams have been selected and a couple of this year's projects are intended to be set and or filmed in Bristol. One of those sees producer Anna Griffin partner with writer-director Tom Haynes for their feature film project, Boa Constrictor. Creative England's Abby Brennan spoke with Tom about the project and its location. So tell us a little bit about Boa Constrictor. What can audiences expect? Yeah, sure. So I'm sort of billing it as like a, a redemption thriller. I mean, it's essentially it's a family drama with like a really heightened thriller-like atmosphere. And it's centred around a young woman who's come out of prison and she's 
inherited her family house, which is occupied by her dad's family. But but she wants reconciliation with them and ultimately ends up working with them. But what we don't know as an audience is, do they genuinely want to help her or are they looking for some sort of vengeance for the crime she perpetrated? And can she keep a lid on her potential violent tendencies so yeah, so I imagine it's a you know, sort of fairly hard-hitting drama. Hopefully she's a great kind of anti-hero in a way. You fear for her, but you're kind of fearful of her. I'm trying to sort of explore that razor's edge difference between those two elements. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the backdrop that you've chosen, the location for Boa Constrictor to be based. Why have you chosen Bristol and how important do you think it is for the characters to be in this location? Yeah, so the reason we kind of gravitated towards Bristol is because it's it's a big city, it's a diverse city, there's a lot of different aspects to it, from sort of industrial areas to sort of the more gentrified, posh areas. And, I mean, the primary reason, if I'm being brutally honest, is I saw a mini-documentary series called The Murder Detectives, um, which is directed by this guy called... Dave Nace and and I just loved it and I, I, I was watching it and just something clicked in my mind just I just thought oh, you know these characters I was imagining I could really picture them being there and the series started off with like a murder in a halfway house and my film starts off in a halfway house and I just somehow it resonated and the way Bristolians have this sort of you know way about them where they sound so incredibly friendly which i know may be stereotyping but i quite like how that may function if somebody is you know if they're being a bit kind of menacing but then they're kind of coming across quite you know in a friendly manner you don't really know where they're coming from and i quite like that aspect of it i mean we'll see as it as it, as it sort of shakes down but yeah i'm hoping to like go out there and you know, do a bit of a kind of recce and, and sort of, you know, probably more when I've got a draft written, like start thinking about, you know, where would we set this? Where would these streets be? You know, that kind of caper. Um, but yeah, I think it, it offers a lot um, in in terms of what's there as a city and as a backdrop. And, um, and you, do, you know, you don't see a great deal of stuff coming from that region. So, you know, that that's sort of slightly novel in a way. You know, when when things are specific to a sense of place, um, to a location as a character, I think it really enriches uh, a cinematic world, you know. With the film still only at treatment stage, there's still plenty of decisions to be made on locations for Boa Constrictor. The film's story itself is not necessarily dependent on being set in Bristol, but what is quite clear is that the city and region has certainly inspired and provoked Tom's creative vision for the film. It's these little quirks about the people, the accent, that little side street with the right brickwork, or the sweeping signature landscapes and skylines that really help shape the tone and feeling a film can create for its audience. A place can provide the perfect backdrop to tell a story in the way the filmmakers wish it to be told. Another film going into development on this year's iFeatures programme is Surviving Earth, from writer-director Thea Gajic. Now, this project is very much Bristol-based. 
Thea has a very personal connection to the area, which has given her much of the inspiration behind the film. So, Thea, you're on iFeatures round six. I ha am. Yep, how's it going? It's going good, yeah. We had a good week residential in Hertfordshire, which was intense but really good and helpful. So tell us a little bit about Surviving Earth. What is the premise of it? Where does it come from? Where's the script developed from? Yeah, it's, um, it's a drama set in Bristol. Um, it's kind of like a coming of age, but for an older man. Um, it's about my dad, Vlad, who was a Serbian immigrant who came to this country after he served a year in the military police in the Serbian war and um, was an addict at the time. Uh, he got clean, became a drug counsellor and started his own Balkan band in Bristol. So the film is basically about his journey in creating the band and how he's still struggling with his trauma and um, addiction, even though he's trying to be clean and help other people. And um, yeah, just him trying to balance that. So obviously it's very personal to set it in Bristol because this is where your dad moves from do you think it's gonna have a massive impact that it, you can you can actually film it in bristol if you manage to actually get it here yeah definitely i think it has to be shot here really um he lived here he lived here for most of his life um in england and he started the band here and bristol was like a very like creative and eclectic place for music and he kind of brought that music to bristol it would it would be completely different if he had brought it to london there might have been other bands that still existed at the time whereas in bristol there wasn't at the time that he brought the band here so yeah it's definitely imperative that it's set here what's it like when you're looking around in bristol and you're seeing some of the places which you remember as, as a child when you were see when you were here with your dad and stuff um yeah it's weird it's like I'm, i don't come back here often uh since he died which is a spoiler <laughs> um, but it's it's nice. I get like nice vibes from here, nice feelings. It's always always chill, and he has a lot of he had a lot of really wonderful people and friends. So it reminds me of good times. Doesn't really make me sad anymore. And you must be really proud that you're getting to tell your dad's story and a part of your life in a place like one of the regions in the southwest too. Yeah, definitely. I'm really proud. I'm able to do it. And um, yeah, it's weird. I just feel like. I feel like that's the thing with parents, like sometimes you just wonder like even if death is like a sacrifice for their own children to be able to make what they what they will of the death, however tragic it might have been. So I feel like um, I'm proud to be able to do that and turn it into something um, tangible and positive and help, uh, help other people through the story, hopefully. So what are you hoping people take from the story? Like when they, when they read it or watch it, what are you hoping they take away from it? Um, I think I really want to break some of the taboo of addiction because um, he was highly functioning um, and obviously a drug counsellor so he was helping other people a lot um, and so yeah just breaking down some of that taboo um, also bringing awareness about Serbian culture and the Serbian conflict and the immigration of Serbian people to this country which is really underrepresented those are the main things I guess how true are you going to stay to your dad's actual character and personality for the main character in the film? Are you going to really like draw from memories and experiences on your dad and try and keep it as authentic as possible? Yeah, definitely for his character. Um, there's things in the story that we're tra changing and it's like a lot about freeing myself from the truth in order to create a better story out of it or whatever it may be. But definitely his character is such a strong point in the story and it's very much character driven and 
um, a character-led narrative. So he's definitely going to be <laughs> a lot of his energy in, in the character. The story behind Surviving Earth is obviously a really personal one to Thea. The connection between her father and where he lived is clearly pivotal to the tone of the film. But there are plenty of other reasons why choosing a location like Bristol to film in is so important. Thea talked to Abby about her background in filmmaking to date and her desire to tell stories from different perspectives. So tell us a little bit about your career so far. I know you've made um, a handful of shorts. Tell us a little bit about the narrative in them and why you thought the stories of those um, shorts had to be told. Um, yeah, I grew up in London. Um, I've always acted. And then I kind of got frustrated because I wasn't getting, I didn't have an agent, so I didn't get any acting work. So I just thought, oh, let me just create my own stuff for me and my peers, um, which I did. And then the stories in my first short, which was just kind of like, about male indecision, I guess, just growing up and dating and whatever. Um, apart from that, all the others have kind of like touched on trauma, I guess, which was kind of me trying to figure out and decode my own trauma um, in losing my dad and how it played out in different ways with different people, especially like me coming from a working class back background and how young working class people deal with certain experiences. Um, yeah, that's kind of like where my short films kind of came from. And so now I feel ready to like tell the actual story of the actual trauma rather than kind of going around it, I guess. Do you think working class creatives have a different voice to tell than the ordinary British cinema landscape? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think even if it's the same, even if it's the same topic, it's still important to show how different people deal with said topic. So you can have countless TV shows and films about white middle class females dealing with the same thing, but it's like, you, we also need to see how young working class people deal with it rather than just white middle class people um, and obviously of different races as well. And um, yeah, it's just really important. Like England and London and especially and the major cities in England are very multicultural and diverse. and. Um, like it's just stories that need to be told and reflected on screen so let's talk a little bit more about bristol mm -hmm. um when are you looking to recce um or are you going to do that would you have to, are you going to take a look at some locations to maybe help with the development of the script yeah i might look just look absent-mindedly today <laughs> as i walk past places but um i don't know when we're going to recce I have places in mind already, like for certain locations in the script. Whether we can get them or not is a different story. But were there any places that your dad's band played in particular in Bristol? Um, yeah, I don't know the names of all of them, but um, I'm gonna find out. But there was one called the Grain Barge. It's like a boat, or oh, it's a barge, obviously, um, <laughs> which is cool. Which was cool, and he had his memorial was actually held there, or one of them because he was meant to play. The band had already booked this location, but he had died before he could play. So, but they still went ahead with the gig, so it kind of turned into like this memorial for him. It was like a month after he died. Um, so that's like the last place I've seen them play, really. Um, so I'm definitely gonna try and do something there. He was, he was quite well known um, amongst music venues and people and musicians, so. It'll be interesting to see what the local people, when it eventually gets completed and they get to see it, what they'll they'll make of it, if there's still quite a lot of people in here who saw, saw him play. And yeah, stuff. yeah, definitely. Um, 
I think, yeah, he influenced a lot of people and changed a lot of people's lives uh, for the better. So, yeah, um, I feel like there's a lot of support in Bristol, um, which I just have to seek out, really. There certainly is a lot of support in Bristol for filmmakers in general. The city has a vibrant character, rich in history and culture. There's a multitude of atmospheric and unique locations. The majestic views of the iconic Clifton Suspension Bridge and Avon Gorge. The remarkable graffiti of Stokescroft, creating a street art gallery. The historic and picturesque harbour and marina. A city with urban high-rises, Georgian terraces and stunning cityscapes. Bristol has locations to suit any story. Its versatility has allowed the city to double up for several other locations around the world as well. London, Marseille, Jersey, Ireland. It's even been used to recreate Mars. Well, it's time to leave Bristol now, as that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Andy Johnson. If you'd like to get in touch about anything you've heard on the podcast or to share your thoughts on the series, we can be found on Twitter at iFeaturesUK. And please do leave us a review and rating on your podcast app, as this really helps us to become more discoverable so more people can learn about film development. Don't forget to subscribe to the series in your podcast app and then next month's episode will just drop into your feed when it's released. This podcast is brought to you by Creative England, a national body that invests in creative talent and businesses across film, TV, games and digital media to help turn ideas into reality. iFeatures is led by Creative England and supported by BBC Films, Screen Skills, and made possible through National Lottery funding from the BFI. You can find more information about the programme and this year's final 12 filmmaking teams on the iFeatures and Creative England websites. This series was created and produced by Tonality Media and hosted by me, Andy Johnson. Andy Johnson.